Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Uh, and I gave you the scripture that is found on. You can see the six things that we went over last week and also the five things we went over in Transforming the Mind. And I put that in number six. So not only do you seek, set, and you have died, and therefore consider your members dead, put all these aside. Uh, then it says, be renewed in the spirit of mind. I went over those five things uh, the week before in transforming your mind and then put on a new self. So that's where it fits into the regular category. So you can look at that because I believe that this is uh, just one of the things that we can use as a tool to try to uh, make sure we are in a process of being transformed. That's very important. Now this week, we are still on, and next week also, transform, being transformed emotionally. We are still on that. And I wanted to go deeper into being transformed emotionally. And we wanted to cover a couple things that I believe that will help us to see how serious it is to be more like Jesus in these areas. I don't want to just gloss over things. And uh, uh, say, okay, we did this series, but I want to really be transformed. That's what I want to do. I want to be transformed, and I want you to be transformed. And we said that this is something that we want to do for all of 2017. We're starting now, uh, and we're not going to wait to uh, January the 1st for a New Year's resolution. We want to start now because I believe it's going to take at least a year and probably more in order to uh, for God to do a work in our lives in an area, in areas that he points out. I believe that. And I, you know, I share with you some areas I'm, I'm working on, or one area in particular I told you I was working on, and it is hard. I'm going to tell you, it is hard. And I don't know what you're working on. I really don't know. But I know you should be working on something. Uh, God has, should have pointed out something to you that he wants you transformed in. And it might have been something that he's already pointed out to you in, in, in the past. You might say, well, I haven't really heard anything from God. Well, uh, ask somebody that's close to you, what area do I need to work, to work on? What, I, what where do I need God work, working in my life? I guarantee you somebody that's close to you can tell you. And that's what I want you to do uh, because uh, it is, it's very serious. And, and how hard is it when you look at those areas? I said, you're going to, there's no gain without pain, which is number, number two. I said, it's going to be a, a price. It's going to be a sustained and, and a deep desire to change. It really is. And so as I've been trying to change, I don't, I, you know, I keep sharing things with you as I'm going through the process because I want you to know I'm working on something. I'm working on it. And so I said, well, God. You know, if, if, um, if I'm working on this uh, and it's this hard for me, I wonder how hard is it for the body in, in areas that, that they're working on. And I, I don't know, but I, I pretty, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's hard. Okay, so uh, you're, not, you're not working on the areas I'm working on and I'm not working on the areas you're working on. But one thing for sure is we need to be working on something. So I know I said, well, I know what I'm going to do. Uh, you know, I'm working on what areas I'm, I'm, I'm out, what area am I working on? Time. Okay, working on time. Okay, so, uh, and 
have I ever gotten it right so far? You know, I was thinking, I said, well, I, I, I am actually making progress. I re- I'm making some progress. But I, I retrogress also. You know, I go this way, then I go backwards, you know. And, and uh, so I'm, God has a way of showing you that, that you need him. He really does. I need God to help me in this area. So uh, I had a, a dentist appointment on, on uh, Friday. So I said, I am going to be like I'm supposed to be. So I set my alarm. The, the time is 845, which I know my appointment was at 9. And I said, I'm going to get there 15 minutes early. So, so I, got, I got just, I, I had my time all set up. And Minerva knows I'm not a time person as for a schedule. But I had a schedule written up. But I said, man, I'm not written up, but in my mind. I said, it, it's going it's to be good. It's going to be good. I was ready. Soon we, Minerva, I finished praying. I was ready. It, it was about 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 8, 10 minutes, 8, something like that. And I said, I am ready to get out of this house. All I had to do is, you know, uh, go shave, brush my teeth. I'm ready. I'm ready, you know. Uh, you know, you know how you sometimes you say, whoopee, you know, you have mastered this thing, you know. I said, well, I'm going to lay here for a while. I'm nervous. Say, hey, you gonna, you gonna, are you going to stay here in here because I'm, I'm going to do my, my rest of my devotions. Are you going to stay in here? I said, I'm going to just lay here just for a little bit, you know. And she said, okay. Uh, so she left. I cut the light off. I said, man, you know, I'm going to lay here just for a little bit. And I laid there and I laid there and I laid there. And then I said, oh, my goodness, it's time. I need to get up. So I got up. I went in the bathroom, did everything I needed to do. And, and what time was it? It was already a quarter. I said, oh, my goodness. I jumped in the car, you know, and I shot over that. When I got to the, to, to the uh, about a block from the place, they called me. Uh, Reverend Taylor, do you, uh, are you going to come? We've already sent you some notices. Are you, are you coming? <laughs> I said, I'm, 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 I'm about 30 seconds away from you. They said, okay. That is bad, isn't it? When you're ready, 45 minutes before time, don't have nothing to do with 15 minutes of work, and you're ready to go, but you waste time. Now, now, so I'm, 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 all I'm doing is just sharing with you my journey, okay, of trying to have God to transform my thinking in that area. That's all I'm trying to do. Because, see, if you think that, well, he doesn't go through anything because all he has to do is just, I mean, he does the message. He's just, it's done. No, it's not like that. It's a struggle. I believe it's going to be a struggle in your life. For anything that God points out that needs to be more like him, I believe it's going to be a struggle. And I believe that the only way you're going to uh, overcome this area is by bathing it in prayer, asking God to have mercy on you, to give you grace to overcome this area. And it's going, you're, going to have to, you're going to have to really get in the Word, and you're going, to have to, you're going to have to start transforming your mind with this Word of God. And you're going to have to try to move on this Word, just like I said on the paper, and then you're going to have to uh, come back and say, okay, I, I missed it this time. You know, you don't have to feel guilty, you know, but you have to go back to the Lord and say, God, I missed it again. I messed up again. God, help me. Help me. 
that's what God wants. In every area of your life, he wants you on your knees, on your face, saying, help me, God. I can't do anything apart from you. I need you. That's what he wants. In every area of your life, in any relationship, in, in your marriage, in your schoolwork, in anything. If you can do it without God, then what need is it of God? What need is it for God if we can do everything without him? We can't. We can't. So you say, well, you know, I picked something easy. Well, if you pick something that God's already worked in your life, you know, uh, shame on you. You know, <laughs> uh, because uh, you need to be thanks, thanking God that he's worked that in your life. See, Ms. Dorsey doesn't have to, you know, say, I need to work on this area. I'm going to pick an area that, that he has already done. I don't have to do anything. And I can say, I can come up there and give a testimony. Hey, I'm always on time. Well, see, I know that she ain't working on that because she, God's already did that in her life years and years ago. Right? There's no need for Sam to work on that. But now, let, let somebody work on something that you, you're struggling with. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. That's what we want, okay? So today, let's, uh, let's look at an area of what I call joy stealers. Joy stealers. Because we don't want Satan stealing our joy, do we? We don't want him stealing our joy. And, 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 and we, want to, we want to have this thing. Now, what is joy? Well, the simple definition is gladness. Gladness. And does God want us... Uh, you know, walking around like a hyena, you know, you know, with a grin on our face, you know, pasted on our face. No, I'm not talking about that. Uh, but I'm talking about really just a just a joy that I am approachable. I have a smile on my face when I meet people, when I see people. I can converse with people. You know, some people, they look like they just... They, they they just um, sucked on a lemon, and 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 they don't, you know you don't want to approach them, you don't want to say anything to them, because they look like they're mad. And those you know people when people greet, you can see that sometimes when people come in, you say, well good morning, welcome to Cornerstone. Mm. You know, mm. yeah. you know it's just a mumble or something. You know, or don't speak at all. Uh, I'm telling you, God wants us to have joy. Isn't that a fruit of the Spirit? Which one is it? Second, love, joy, joy. He wants joy. We'll talk about peace next week. Joy, joy. That's what he wants, joy. Now, my question is, how can we have Joy, gladness in the midst of this world's system with our difficult circumstances that God takes us through and allows us to go through and that we go through because we're in a fallen world and difficult people that are in the world, Christian, non-Christian, that are in the church, you know, that are in our families. How can we, how can we still have joy in the midst of those circumstances? 
Because those circumstances don't come up every single day. People don't come up every single day. But you'll get a test there and then. Now, let's start off with how did Jesus do it? How did Jesus do it? Let's look at uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Let's start there. How did Jesus do it? Because we know that Jesus had joy, don't we? If he didn't have the fruit of the Spirit, there's no hope for us, is it? That's right. We know he had joy. We know he won't walk around grinning all the time, don't we? But we know he was approachable, don't we? We know people want to be around him. We know that also. also. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Hebrews chapter 12, <coughs> verse 2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfect of our faith, who for the joy, come on, for the gladness set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. How did Jesus do it? How did he do this thing? Because this is an example, right? We don't have to go to the cross. But it says, for the joy set before him. So that's the key. Joy was set before Christ. So he, I believe his gaze, his eyes were on the prize. I believe his gaze was on heavenly things. You see, you remember in Colossians last week we say the first thing is to seek those things where? Above. Set your affection on things what? Above and not beneath. See, I believe his gaze was on those things that were to come. He knew he was going to be resurrected. Nobody takes his life. He lays his life down and he, he picks it up again. He knew he was going to return to the Father. He knew that. He knew the joy he had with the Father. He knew the relationship he had with the Father. He knew all those things. He knew that he, had, he was on assignment. He knew that his assignment was to win the, the people, God's creation, back to him by dying the sacrifice that was that was necessary for our sin. It was a sacrifice that was necessary. It had to be a perfect sacrifice. It couldn't be man who was who, who was conceived by a man. It had to be all God, but it had to be all man too. So that's why he was born of a virgin. Another man was not uh, there, but it was the Holy Spirit. And and I tell you that it had to be God. So he knew that he was on assignment, and he knew that once that assignment was completed, all heaven would be joyful because now the, 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 the creation that God created to serve him, that Satan uh, 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 deceived Eve and Adam sinned in the garden, we know that that was finished on the cross. 
the wall of partition that separated us from God was torn in two, and we can now come boldly to the throne of grace to receive grace and mercy to help in a time of need. Oh, I tell you, heaven and earth shook. Darkness came over when this thing happened. And he said, it's finished. Yes, it's finished. So I tell you, he rose again. And I know that for that joy that was set forth before him, he was able to endure not only the cross, but he also endured people. He endured his parents, teenagers, you know, uh, young people. He endured um, religious folks who thought they were religious, but they were, you know, like whitewashed walls, you know, hypocrites. He endured uh, people who were trying to get him to uh, uh, catch him in a lie so they can crucify him. He endured uh, unjust government. He endured all of that for the joy that was set before him. He was on assignment. Do you know that people didn't bother Jesus like they bother us? The circumstances didn't bother Jesus like it bothered us because he knew where he was from. He knew where he was going, and he knew why he was here. When you know that nothing can interfere with your assignment that God has given you until it's finished, you don't worry about circumstances. You're not concerned about, you know, uh, the little problems that people may have as much because you, you're you not affected by it. For the joy that's set before us, I wonder, can we endure circumstances? Can we endure people? For the joy that's set before us. What joy is set before us? Now, what, what, what joy is set before us? What do we have to look forward to? Is it this world? This world system is all that we, we, we have is in this world. All we have to look for, forward to is in this world. I wonder what the 2018 vehicle is going to look like, you know, because, man, I bet you they look good, you know. Who cares? It's going to rust anyway, right? The part is metal. They're making a lot of plastic now, but it's going it's gonna, to it's gonna, it's gonna rust. Well, what, we, well, what in this life do we have that's so good that we say, man, I, you know, it's this life that I'm looking forward to, and this life that I'm interested in is, is, is the people who I'm in a relationship with, is the circumstances that I'm facing every day because it's this life that I want to be like heaven. I don't, I'm not caring about heaven because heaven might be 50 years from now for some of you young people, or for some of the older ones, you can forget it. It's not going to be 50 years, right, if you're my age. Not, not going to be 50 years. As much as I might want it to be 50 years, you know, it's not going to be 50 years, okay? But even if it were 900 years and you're older than Methuselah, you know, because he was 900-something, 
Uh, what does he have to look forward to? He's dead just like everybody else. Right? There's nothing in this life that you have to look forward to. He says that your life is here with Christ in God. And when he appears, you shall appear with him in glory. Oh, my goodness. He says that, Father, show him the glory. Show them the glory that I had with you. We're going we're gonna, to, it's, I don't know what it's going to be like. I, you know, I just see things in Revelations, and it's hard for me to visualize a new heaven and a new earth and a city coming down. I don't, it's hard for me to visualize what it's going to be like. Uh, but I know it's going to be great because I know there's not going to be any more tears. There's not going to be any more sadness and grief. I, I, I know that my little aches and pains will be no more because I'm going to be on a, with a different body. But a joy that's set before us, can I endure? We're going to be with him. In New Jerusalem, we're going to be where there is, there is no need for a sun or moon. There is a need for a sun now because if we didn't have the sun, we would freeze to death, wouldn't we? If you're the wrong distance from that sun, you either freeze or burn. But we're the right distance because of God. But there's not going to be a, a need for a sun because who's going to be the sun? Oh, my goodness gracious. How is that going to be? Can you visualize it? I don't know where the sun is right there, but you don't burn up. I don't know what we're going to look like, but I know that we're going to be as he is. We're going to be like him. I don't know this body, but I know that we should be able to walk through walls. We should be able to, if they're in the walls, I know it's going to be, we'll be, uh, be able to be translated. We're going to be able to be uh, you know, well, it's not going to be I don't have to catch a cab from one place to another. Right? Jesus don't have to catch a cab. Does he? No. No. Where he wants to go, he just, he's there. This is going to be marvelous. There's going to be singing. There's going to be joy. Everlasting, right? For the joy set for us, before us, can we endure people and circumstances? You got to have faith, don't, don't you? You got to have some faith. Let's look at Psalm 20, 23. You know what Psalm 23 says, I'm sure. The Lord is my what? The Lord is my shepherd, he says. I shall not. Come on. Is he really? Do you really? Do you really? What, what does that psalm mean to you? I mean, that, that's, that, that to me is a, 
some is a awesome problem. If 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 God, if Jesus Christ, who is the chief shepherd, if He's my shepherd, and He says that the Lord, this day, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I know that we shall not want if Jesus Christ is our shepherd. Is that correct? There is nothing that that we need that He will not provide for us as His sheep. Is that correct? Why am I concerned then about my circumstances? Why am I concerned about people who are, you know, just difficult people? Why am I concerned about those things if God is my shepherd and I shall not want? Right? What else does he do? He's your shepherd, you shall not want. What else does he do as a shepherd? Green pastors, not, not, not where... All the grass is gone. You know, it's just dirt here. He make you lie down in the dirt. No. How about the waters? Still waters. How about the valley of the shadow of death? Even though, right? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil. Even though, I don't care what my circumstances say. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Like, like Ms. Uh, uh, Ms. Uh, Rose Flanagan. They, they say, well, you, uh, you well, how many, what did they give her to live last, this, this last time? Two weeks? No. Before that, they, they, they gave her a little short time. She outlived that. And then they gave her another pronouncement. She can say, the Lord is my shepherd. Yea, do I walk through the valley of shadow of death? I will fear no evil. Right? Why? He's with us, isn't he? Yeah, he's with us. He protects us. Now, now, you think about this now. Why are we concerned about our circumstances then? Our little circumstances. They're, they're, they're small circumstances compared to the greatness of our, the provision of our God who's looking after us, right? Why are we concerned about difficult people? The greatness of our God, then, then all he's asking you to do, he's, a, he's, he's not asking us, hey, you need to change people. He's concerned about us changing ourselves. That's what he's concerned with. Let's talk about a few, two things that I think is very important in this, um, what we call joy stealers. I call it frustration. Frustration. I don't know about you, but I get frustrated. Another word for frustration could be irritation. I get irritated. Another thing could be I get my feathers ruffled. It may it could be whatever you want to say, but you know what I'm talking about. We get irritated, we get aggravated, we get just frustrated with people. With circumstances. With circumstances also. 
But I say it's because we don't know and visualize the joy that's set before us and our purpose here and who we are here on this earth. Do you know that we're going to judge even the angels? That's what the Bible says. Do you know that all things are yours? All things the Bible says. All things are yours. Do you know that no one can touch you unless God allows it? Do you know that? He goes before us. He's our real God. Isn't he? He gives angels charge over us. Do I really know who I am in this life? Or do 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 I focus on the world and how I used to be before I got born again and became a child of God? There's nobody here, if you had children, that would not protect your children from harm and danger if you could. And you're going to allow things to happen to them uh, in order to teach them things that they need to know, but not things that's going to hurt them. You hear what I'm saying? You need your leg cut off so you'll learn. What? Man, no parent like that. No parent like that. Let me put your hand on the stove, little, you know, little Johnny, because you need to know, I done told you five times, you didn't know it's hot. That's crazy. Nobody going to do that, is it? No parent that's got any good sense now going to do that. Okay? Well, why would God do that? If we, being evil, the Bible said, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more God going to give us, give good things to his children? Another place he said the Holy Spirit. Come on. I'm telling you, God is our source. He's our shepherd. He's our all in all. We sing it. uh, We're singing it today. Uh, God is the center of our life. He's everything, isn't he? Do you really mean it, though? I know you were singing, but is it true in your life? Is he? Well, why are we then concerned about these things, and why would I get frustrated best just because things not going my way? Because that's when I get frustrated most of all. And usually it's people who won't allow things to go my way. You know what I'm saying? And usually it's the people I'm close to. Right? Then we can get frustrated with the government, can't we? We can get frustrated with our mates. We can get frustrated about, you know, uh, a lot of different things, can't we? We can get frustrated with God, can't we? We can say, man, I tell you what, I know what it says that if we give tithes and offerings, that he'll open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. I won't have room enough to receive. Man, I got plenty of room. <laughs> plenty of room. Plenty of room. Plenty of room. 
right? Now I've been wanting him to, to, you know, to, to get rid of this cough now for about six months. What is his problem? He can do it. I asked him to do it. I got prayed for. People praying for me. Why won't he get rid of this cough? What is the problem? Right? We get frustrated with God. Then we can start saying, well, man, there's no need for me to read about why should I have devotion? Why should I keep, you know, why, well, somebody said, well, confess the word. I'm healed. I'm healed. <laughs> I'm healed. Come on. Come on. I'm sick, man. Come on. Heal me. And y'all, have, y'all, I mean, y'all might not, you might not know what I'm talking about. Right? And some of the people in here are older, single. And you'll say, God has let me down because I've been wanting to make now, and here I am getting ready to go out of the flower of my age, you know. <laughs> the flower of my age, and he hasn't done anything. Now, the wild don't need to be getting married, you know. What is his problem? And if you're young, my goodness gracious, you know, you, you have a right to man, you know. God, send me a wife. Right? This is what the young people said. Send me a wife. You said, you said in your word, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. God, I haven't found a wife. I've been looking every which way. Everywhere I go, I'm looking. So we get frustrated with God. We get frustrated with circumstances. And I'm saying that that will cause anger. It leads to anger. It leads to uh, harsh words. Uh, oh, my goodness. Do you realize that domestic violence is real? Do you, do, do you realize that you know, some people physically abused. Why are they physically abused? Because of anger. Some people, a lot of people, I mean a lot of people in the church of the living God all over the world, they are, we have, especially women, but sometimes men too, are verbally abused by their mate. Yeah, verbally abused. Yeah. Why? Because they're frustrated. They get frustrated. I was counseled with, with one couple, and um, I said, well, how, how are things going? Well, you know, he acts like he's spiritual and all like that, but behind closed doors, he, 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 he says things that make me feel bad. I said, really? Yeah, because he's frustrated because I don't lose the weight he wants me to lose. So he walks around and calls me, hey, fatty, come here. 
Can you imagine somebody calling their their wife fatty? Huh? Can you imagine that? How would you feel? Huh? But I'm telling you, Christian, Christian, church, talking like that. I didn't marry her like that. Well, you shouldn't have had any children then. Maybe, maybe you know, you done bent all out of shape, poked the stomach all out and everything, and then fake her to be like she was, and you should have left her alone. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that one, 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 one more voice there. That's right. <laughs> yeah. How can we not get so frustrated with whatever, 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 irritated? You know, I had somebody, uh, I went shopping about three or four weeks ago. I went shopping, Walmart, Sam's Club, Kroger, and I came over to the church the next day. This was on a Monday. Came over to church the next day on Tuesday. Came out of the out of, out of the door there. I look. Brandon said, "Hey, look at there. What you hit?" I looked at it and my my right left my left bumper is bent in, bent in. And I said, "What?" I said, "I didn't hit anything." Somebody hit me. Didn't leave a note. I called my insurance company and said, oh, we take care of that, $250 deductible. I said, I don't have no $250 deductible. Man, I just, my daughter just got married. Man, I don't have no money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, call me when you're ready. Okay. (laughs) So so it's still still in there. Ride around just like that. Now, I could be all upset and mad, you know, because the insurance company won't pay it. I've been paying the insurance company all these years, and, 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 and you know, that's just, it is what it is, right? Yeah. I said, well, now, I could be all prideful and say, well, it's not fitting for, for me to ride around with a dent in my car. Who cares? You know, if, if anybody care about that dent, Buy me another one. I'll drive it. I'll drive it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get frustrated. I'm not going to get irritated. I'm just going to go on. Because my life is here with Christ and God. I'm seeking the things above. I'm setting my affection on things above, not beneath. This, that car is going to give out anyway. I've had the thing. It's a 1998. So, uh, in <laughs> in two more years, what, what 2017 is going to be out? Uh, they are probably already out, aren't they? Yeah, they're already out. Uh, so 2018 will be out. 20 years old. 20 years old. I have 276,000 miles on it, and I'm gonna drive it until it drops. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because my life is not hid. And I'm not, I'm not concerned about this stuff. 
Okay? This stuff. I'm not going to get frustrated and irritated. Right? I'm not going to do that. Can we as a church, as individuals, say, look, God, help me in this area. If, if, I'm, if, if I'm a little irritated and frustrated, I, I get turned very easily, especially when things don't go my way. Come on now. When things don't go my way, uh, you know, I, I'm in this ministry, and I don't know why in the world, you know, uh, they don't do this right here. If I were leading, this is the way you do it. They, they, need, to be, they need to straighten up. Right? Hey, if people involved, you're going to have to have long suffering. That's what you're going to have. Because Jesus Christ is a long suffering with us. Now, which one is that? Love, joy, peace, patience. Number four is long suffering. It says patience. But patience is not that enduring circumstances patience. If you look it up in the Greek, that patience is long-suffering. That's what it is. That's what it is. And you, 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 you endure situations, but you have to be long-suffering with people. That's what you have to be. And the only way you're going to be long-suffering with people is that you're around enough people that are not like you. Right? Yeah. You're going to have to be long-suffering. Practicing your family. I mean, I mean that's, 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 that's where the road meets the road in the four walls of your house. But I tell you what, when you get in this church and get in ministry, in ministry, that's why God said, I want you in ministry. I want you to serve. And we have to cooperate with one another. Oh, my goodness gracious. All the sparks start flying because iron is shopping in iron. And you get irritated frustrated, right, aggravated, and you want to quit this ministry because why? You get frustrated with people. Come on. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Ms. Dorsey was telling me down on, 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 I don't think you mind telling me telling this. Ms. Dorsey said, well, hey, we're in there trying to pray, and they were up there talking. Right? Yeah, they're up there. I said, you know, you're right, Mr. Dawson. Uh, but they, they're trying to train somebody else to do PowerPoint, and, and, and they can't take this computer out in the hall. I'm, I'm sorry, you know, that it's like that. Uh, but, see, there's a PowerPoint ministry, right? There's a prayer ministry. We're using the same area, right? Long-suffering. Right? We have to have understanding, don't we? Of one another, don't we? Yeah, we do. Now, she, she, you know what she said out there? You're right. And she, she went on. She went on because she knows what the Word of God says. Right? That's okay. It's just fine. They're going to be there next week, too. Just letting you know. <laughs> just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't want anger to be a part of my life. And I know you say, well, ha-ha, the, the Bible says be angry but sin not. Right? Ephesians 4. No, 6-4. Ephesians 6-4. Be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Is that up there? Yeah. 4. 
426. Okay, thank you. 426. Now, everybody quote that. So don't tell me not to be angry because God told me I can be angry, but just don't sin. Now, I'll put uh, James chapter 1, verse 19 up there, and you'll see what he says in James. But see, we, 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 what we don't do is look at all the scriptures. In 119, it says, this you know, my beloved brother, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Why? For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. So you can say, God told me I could be angry, but just don't sin. He'll be angry, but he also told you that the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Why don't you quote that one? Learn it. Okay? I don't want to be angry because it doesn't achieve the righteousness of God. I don't want to give the devil a place, which is said in, in, in um, Ephesians 4.26-27. I don't want to give him the place. See, because my flesh, it wants to get angry and it wants to say something. Right? It wants to say something to somebody. No. How about Proverbs? Let's, let's look at Proverbs chapter uh, 14, uh, verse I think it's 29. Let's look there. And uh, I think it says there uh, something that's very interesting on, on that. He who is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who is quick-tempered exalts folly. Chapter 16, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32, it says, He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit, then he who captures the city. My goodness gracious. I, I don't want anger. And, 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 and I don't want frustration and irritations either. When I, when I feel frustrated and irritated, I need to just take a deep breath and say, okay, what am I concentrating on? What am I concentrating on? I can get frustrated and irritated very quick when I start thinking of myself and thinking of how I want things and things like that. I can be eating lunch, and I ask Minerva, what are we having for dinner? <laughs> and she's thinking, you're eating? <laughs> what is your problem? You know? But see, I'm thinking that she doesn't have a clue what we're going to eat. She doesn't care because she don't eat that much anyway. So, <laughs> so I better ask her because I'm going to end up dinner time with nothing to eat. <laughs> and I can get frustrated, you see. And she said, I don't know. That can frustrate me. Why don't you know? Didn't you plan it? What's wrong with you? all these notes you write yourself, you know? <laughs> Come on, right? I can, I can be that way. But it's only if I'm thinking of this flesh, this stomach. I want to be like Minerva. She doesn't care what she's going to eat because she said, I'll find something in the refrigerator. She will. She will. 
That lady can find something for to eat. Yeah. So I'm telling you that I don't want to be frustrated. I don't want to be irritated. Uh, and these are things that irritate me, but you you got to know things that irritate you. And get rid of them by seeking the things above where Christ is seated, right, seated at the right hand of God and setting your affection on things above and not beneath. Eden is beneath. Do you know that you don't have to worry about eating in heaven? You know. You don't have to worry about eating. I can ask Jesus if I want to. Hey, if I come up there, what are we going to be eating? I want to know now so I can I can start saving. If you, if, uh, if we're going to eat bee manna, man, I'm going to put me some hamburgers away. <laughs> All right? No, we don't need to worry about that. We're going to be eating okay. Right? We'll be eating okay. And if we don't eat anything, it's okay. It's okay. Isn't that what, how Jesus is? Let's look at this one last verse. Uh, Proverbs 19, 11. A man's discretion makes him slow to anger. It is, and it is his glory to overlook a transgression. My goodness gracious. There's so many scriptures on, you don't want to get angry, you don't want to get frustrated, because I'm telling you, people are going to do things they shouldn't do, right? They're going to say things they shouldn't say. They're not going to do things you think they need to do and should do. They should know better than that. People are going to do that. But God said it's a man's what? Come on. I thought it said glory. What is that? Man's discretion to do what? And it is his, and it is his, his glory. Come on. I know I can read. It's his glory to do what? Overlook a transgression. It's his glory. It's his glory. It's his glory. It's his brightness. That which, that's what we want to do is glorify God, right? It's his glory to overlook a transgression. It's his glory. It's his glory. Can we do that? Can we overlook transgressions? Can we look at, overlook people's faults? Can we overlook all these things, the things that irritate and frustrate us so we don't have to, have to you know, I told somebody uh, the other day, look, I'm looking for people who got some longevity. I'm not looking for people. I said, the honeymoon that we were on, the honeymoon is over with, you know, because when people come, they say, well, oh, I love Cornerstone. Oh, you know, boy, you're such a great pastor. Uh, that lasts about a year. Right? Then, then they start seeing faults, don't they? Of the body, of me. You know right? That's when it gets good, isn't it? Yeah. When we start seeing faults, we say, oh, praise God. You know? Man, I can pray for you. You can pray for me. Because if you look in the mirror, you'll see a lot of faults in you. And we can pray and ask God to help each of us be more like him. So it's his, it's his glory to overlook a trans. It's our glory to overlook a transgression. Yeah. Let's stand. We're going to get rid of this irritation and frustration and just saying things that we shouldn't say and just raising our voice because we raise our voice at our kids a lot of time 
and, and our wife or whatever, we, we say things in a, in a negative way. We come sometimes get cynical and all those type of things. Because we get frustrated, we get irritated, right? Just let somebody not do what you think they do, especially if they, they're your kids and you, you, you say, didn't I tell you? What? Why are you hollering at me? I thought you were a man or a woman of God. They wouldn't say that, though, because they know they'd get killed. Well, <laughs> Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.